0: Thank you for tuning in to our North Point Community Church Podcast. Wherever you are in your faith journey, we pray that as you listen to this message, you will be encouraged and empowered. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at ncc.team. Hey, well, you know, we've been spending the first Wednesdays talking about expansion, and so uh, tonight I want to talk about how do you expand your capacity in order to enlarge your future. How do you expand your capacity in order to enlarge your future? And we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to start with this uh, very familiar verse, and then we're going to kind of continue on uh, down this chapter uh, a little bit later. But let's start with verse 11. God says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We need to know that God has a plan. God has a plan for our lives, and that plan is good. That plan is to give us a future. That plan is so that we can live with a hope. But how many of you know that plans do not produce by themselves? (laughs) We've all had a plan to get healthy and lose weight. And we went and we did the research and we bought all the books and we had our plan out in place, but the plan does not produce by itself. You had a plan for your career and the path that you were going to get on and you were going to become a doctor and you were going to be this type of surgeon and you were going to be all these things. You had a plan, but the plan does not produce by itself. You see, every plan requires a design but that design must be delivered. The design has to be delivered. How is, a, how is that design delivered? It's, it has to be delivered through faith and through hard work and through perseverance. Just because you have a plan doesn't mean that it is going to produce. And whenever we look in the Bible, we see this so many times. And we're just going to focus on on one story uh, tonight and and it's the plan that God had for the Israelites after they had been in bondage in Egypt they had been slaves for 400 years in Egypt and God had a plan for them that plan was to bring them out of Egypt and to bring them into the promised land the story begins in Exodus chapter 3 when God appears to Moses in a burning bush and God speaks to Moses out of that bush and and he begins to tell him hey I have seen the oppression of my people in Egypt and I have heard their cry that has come forth out of that land. And then in verse 8 of Exodus 3, this is what God tells Moses. So I have come down to rescue them. Isn't it good when God comes to rescue you? God comes. For I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt. Into, okay, you see, God's not just leading them out of Egypt. If that's all you focus on, you miss the point. God was not just trying to lead them out. He said, I will lead them out of Egypt, but I will lead them into their own fertile and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. You see, God has a plan, and and we would agree that that is a good plan. It was a plan to bring them out of Egypt, the place of bondage, oppression, and slavery, and to take them into the promised land, to take them into Canaan, where the land was fertile and fruitful, and it flowed with milk and honey. It is a great plan, but a great plan needs great partnership. It was a great design. But the design required determination. And God's brought them out of Egypt. And they have made their way through the wilderness. And and they are standing on the doorstep of the promise. They are standing on the doorstep of Canaan. And Moses sends 12 spies in to view the land. And those 12 spies were sent in with an assignment that they were supposed to go in and to determine how they were going to conquer the land, not if they were going to conquer the land. They were sent on an assignment to, to, to view it and, and to, to scope it out, but they were not supposed to bring back their opinion. And we know what happened. The, the spies went in there, and they looked, and they saw the giants, and they saw the fortified cities, and... They saw the great weaponry that was there in the land and 10 of the 12 spies came back to Moses and they said, we we just, we just can't, There there's no way, they, they, they got giants, they got superior weapons, they got these walled cities, there's no way we're gonna be able to get into the gates, but yet there was Joshua and Caleb, and Joshua and Caleb were saying, yes, we can do it, let's take it right now, we don't even have to wait till tomorrow, Let's let's get everybody, let's go right now, God will go with us, and we will be victorious. You see, while they were there, In Canaan, what they were supposed to be doing is they were supposed to be developing a strategy for execution, but instead they were developing a strategy for their excuses. That they were supposed to be developing a plan. They were supposed to come back with a plan for Moses that would that would be executing the, the task that God had given them. But they did not come back with a plan of execution. Instead, they came back with a plan of excuses about this is why we can't. This is why we won't. This is why we will not be able to. This is why they came back with all of the I can'ts after God had already declared that they could. See, what we see in this moment is God's trying to enlarge their future. He says, you've been in bondage here for four hundred years. All you have known is captivity and slavery and oppression. It is all you have ever known. God says, I'm coming to bring you out of that, and I'm not just taking you somewhere. I'm taking you to the place. I am taking you to a fruitful and a fertile land. I'm going to pull you out of this, and I am going to take you to that. He was trying to enlarge their future, but they were unwilling. And they were unable to expand their capacities in order to fit the future that God had in store for them. You see, it doesn't matter how great God's plan is. It doesn't matter how glorious that future is. If our capacity is not such, we cannot step into the future that God is trying to call us to. You see, God has a plan. But we have to make sure that our capacity, that who we are, that it fits his plan, that we can step into the future that he has in store for us. Let's just talk just a moment about the word capacity. I I got a few definitions for you. You might want to write these down when we talk about expanding our capacity, Uh, the first definition of capacity is the maximum amount that something can contain. The maximum amount that something can contain. You see, you have to fill your heart at capacity level with what God wants to put on the inside of you. You see, there's there's things that God wants to do. There is the fruit of His Spirit. God wants to fill you with His power. Wants to fill you with this grace. God wants to fill you with wisdom. God wants to fill you with Himself. And we have to make sure that the capacity of our heart is maximized. We got to be. We have to be filled to maximum capacity. Capacity also means this: fully occupying the available area or space. You see, you have to be full on the inside so that you can step into the future that God has so that you can fill up the space that God has in store for you. So when we begin to talk about capacity, we have to let God expand us on the inside so we can walk into the large future that he has for us on the outside. And and then the last definition of capacity is the amount that something can produce. And if you will see that if you expand on the inside, you expand your capacity, let God fill you up to the maximum level so that you can walk into everything that he, that he has for you. How many of you understand whenever, whenever you get filled up on the inside with all of God and you step into all that God has for you, you will be maximally productive in that moment? So when we start talking about God wanting to expand our capacity, we have to make sure that we're getting all of him that we can contain so that we can walk into all that he has for us in our future so that we can produce what he has called us to produce on this earth. As he writes in Jeremiah there, going back to Jeremiah 29, God's got that plan. It's it's a good plan. It's, It's a hope and a future. And in verse 12, continuing on there, it says, In those days when you pray, I will listen, God says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me, and I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will end your captivity. Look at this. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I will bring you home again to your own land. You see, this is this is at a moment after... After the, the people of God have been ripped out of their, the homeland, and they've been in exile now in several different places, and now God is coming with this word, and he says, hey, I, I see where you are. I hear you. I'm getting ready to move on your behalf. I will end your captivity, God says, and I will restore your fortunes. You see, you, you cannot reach your capacity while you are living in captivity. You cannot reach your capacity while you are living in captivity, you cannot be held captive by fear, negativity, anxiety, selfishness, or sin and expect to reach your Capacity. We cannot live in captivity. We cannot be a prisoner of fear. We cannot live as a captive to worry and anxiety. We cannot allow ourselves to be oppressed by these things and expect to reach our capacity to become everything that God has called us to be. And so what God says to these people, He says, I will bring you out of captivity and then I will restore to you your fortunes. Then you will flourish then you will thrive then you will be everything that I created you to be but you can't be that while you are in captivity you have got to get out of captivity so that you can live the life that I created you to live and the great news is that that's what Jesus came to do for all of us because whenever Jesus walked into the synagogue and they handed him the scroll of Isaiah and he said the Lord has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor he has sent me. He has sent me so that the captives can be released, so that the blind can see, so that the oppressed will be set free. So That's what Jesus came to do for us and we see these, these Israelites that, that Moses was leading out of, of Egypt. We can see in them that they had a captivity problem. They had a captivity problem. Not, not that They were still in Egypt. They were out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. So they they had a captivity problem. They they were no longer slaves in Egypt, but, but Egypt was still in them. They were in a different location, but struggling with the same situation. They had been moved out of one place, but they were still struggling with the same thing. Because here's the... Here's the reality. If somebody tells you long enough that you're dumb and you're stupid, if somebody tells you long enough that you're good for nothing, if somebody tells you long enough that you're ugly, unwanted, and unworthy to be loved, if somebody tells you long enough that you have no future and there is no hope that anything is ever going to change in your life, if somebody tells you that long enough, their story will become your story. And you will begin to tell that story to yourselves and it had been so long that they had been listening to this story it had been so long that they had been oppressed so long that they had been mistreated so long that they had been devalued it had been happening to them for so long that now they were out of Egypt but Egypt was still in them and the situation that they found themselves in there even though they got a new location they're still struggling with the same situation because I don't feel valued and I don't feel strong and I don't feel complete and I I don't feel worthy and I don't feel whole and I don't feel like a conqueror and I don't feel the hope and I don't feel it over here and I'm still struggling with it. I'm still battling with the captivity mindset. You see we must never allow anyone else's narration to become our limitation. Never let anybody else's narration become your limitation. And that's exactly what happened. Although they had come out of Egypt, they had been in the wilderness, they are standing on the doorstep of their destiny, and they are on the doorstep of destiny, ready to take what already belonged to them. And they said, nah, we're not good enough for that. No, we're not able. We're not going to be able to overcome. We're not going to be able to fight through. The challenge is too big. The obstacle is too high. There is no way that we are going to be able to do this. Now, let me just remind you what these people had already seen. These people have already seen the 10 plagues. They had experienced it all. They never thought they were ever going to They never thought Pharaoh was going to let them go. I mean, don't you know that they were having conversations around the dinner table like, this Moses guy, like this guy, this guy's never going to let us go. And all of a sudden, one day Moses comes in and goes, hey, guys, come on, pack your bags. It's time to go. Whoa, what in the world? Now they get trapped. You know, they start complaining, everything. They see God part the Red Sea, and they walk across on dry ground. Then they get out there in the wilderness, there's nothing to eat. They wake up one morning and there's manna on the ground. God baked heaven's bread for them and sent it right down. Amazon Prime style, it got there so fast. (laughs) It was there there waiting on them. Now after they had seen God do all of that, he said, no way we can beat them. No way we can overcome those, 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 those obstacles. No way we'll be able to fight that fight. No way we'll ever, no way we'll ever be able to conquer that, that, that fertile land because somebody else's narration became their limitation. What somebody else had said had put the lid on their capacity and put the lid on their life. You see, you might be out of the house, but the words might not be out of you. You might be out of the relationship, But the words might still be in you. You might be out of the addiction, but the pain that drove you to the addiction is still on the inside of you. You might be out of the location, but you're still in the same situation. Somebody else's narration is setting your limitation. Jesus didn't just come out. Jesus didn't just come down the cross and come out of that grave just to get you out of your captivity. He, he, he wants to bring you out. So that he can take you in. He wants to bring you out of your captivity. He wants to bring you out of your place of bondage. He wants to bring you out of that old life because he has a new life for you. He wants to bring you out of the old so that he can take you into the thing that you were created for. Jesus said I have come that you might have abundant life, that you might have life to the full until it overflows. That's what Jesus came to provide you. He didn't just come so that you could be free. He came so that you could live blessed in the abundant life but if we're going to walk into that life how many of you understand we got to expand our capacity I don't want to be I don't want to be like the 10 spies that saw it all they experienced it all they came out of Egypt they got on the doorstep of their destiny and they said now nah, I've come as far as I can go I, I, I'm not going to be able I I mean, it's pretty good now, right? I mean, we're not, guys, we're not, you know, we're not slaves. Pretty good right here. We'll just, we'll just settle into where we are right now. I, I don't want to be the 10 spies that got on the doorstep of destiny. I don't want to be the 10 who were right on the edge of entering into everything that God had for them and settle for the fact that I wasn't in Egypt anymore. See, I, I want to make sure that I'm expanding my capacity so that when I'm on the doorstep of my destiny, I am ready and prepared to walk into what God has for me. Because I've let the miracles of God expand my capacity. I've let the word of God expand my capacity. I've I've let let his presence expand my capacity. And so whenever I was here in this moment, my heart was ready to take the step. So we say, well, what what does it take to expand capacity? Let me just give you three three, three quick things tonight that will help you expand your capacity. Number one is a growth mindset. The first thing that will help you expand your capacity is a growth mindset. Dr. Carol Dweck uh, wrote a book entitled Mindset. Uh, we might have some copies at our book cart. We normally keep a few, um, but it's, it's a book that I highly recommend. Uh, and, and in that book, she talks about two different types of mindsets. She talks about a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And, it, and if we are not careful... What we will always tend to do, if we are not living intentionally, and and that's why we have a house habit here that says we grow intentionally, right? We have to have that house habit because if we are not focused on living intentionally and growing intentionally, then we will drift to what she calls a fixed mindset. And our fixed mindset goes off of all of our past experiences. And because I failed a math test uh, in the third grade, I said, well, I'm not good at math, and I just decided in the third grade that I was not good at math, and so it wasn't that I could get better at math. It wasn't that if I worked hard I could improve my math score. It was just that I was not good at math. If 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 I uh, you know if I couldn't jump high, I just said, well, I just can't. I just can't jump high. I'm just not good at this. I'm just not good at that. I I I can't. I can't dance. I can't, whatever, whatever it might be. The fixed mindset just says, I'm just, I'm just not good at that. These were the hard, these are these are the cards that I was handed, and I can't play that card because I'm not good at it. That's the fixed mindset. But what the growth mindset says is it says, I'm not good at math yet. I can't dance yet. Because the growth mindset is convinced that it can develop no matter what your age is. You see, I have to ask, am am I living with a fixed mentality or a growth mentality? A fixed mindset, uh, fixed mindsets are typically always trying to prove themselves. But growth mindsets are typically always trying to improve themselves. You see, a fixed mindset says I have to prove to you that I'm really good enough because I'm not going to get any better. I am what I am. I was given what I was given. So I've got to prove myself. I've got to prove that I'm the best. I've got to prove because I'm, I'm not growing. This is what I am. And if, if I'm going to be significant, if I'm going to do something, I've got to prove to you that I am significant. I've got to prove something to you. But that's not the growth mindset. The growth mindset is trying to always improve. So if I fail, it's not really failure because I learned something and I'm going to be better tomorrow. And really, whenever we look at the word mindset, mindset is really just—it's really just a belief or, or a belief system. That's what a mindset really is. And, and as believers, we should always believe that things can change. We ought to be the biggest growth mindset people on the planet. I mean, just our work—we are called believers. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Believers believe. <laughs> We have to believe that all things are possible. We have to believe that things can change. We have to believe that we can progress. We have to believe that we can make a difference. We have to believe. We have to believe. We ought to be the trendsetters in the growth mindset because we believe so much in what God has said that we are who He said He are, who He said we are. We are not what somebody else said that we were in our past. We have to believe in this growth. Mindset, I love this quote from Oliver Wendell Holmes. It says, a mind that is stretched by a new experience can never go back to its old dimensions. You see, that's why I've got to believe in the growth mindset. i got to believe that my mind can be stretched because when my mind is stretched, it can never go back to the old way. It can never go back to thinking the way you saw. Because my mind has been stretched, I, have, I am committed and dedicated to a growth mindset. That's how we expand capacity. Here's the the second way that we expand capacity, and that is through aggressive actions. We expand through a growth mindset, and we expand through aggressive actions. we got to take risk and get out of our comfort zone. I mean, the the, the basic thing of following after Jesus confronts our comfort. Jesus says, if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow after me. The very essence of being a follower of Christ is getting out of our comfort zone and having to take a risk because I don't know what it looks like to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow after him. I have to take a risk just to say yes to God because I don't really know what that really looks like. I don't know what that fully entails, but, but I've got to take some aggressive action in my life. You've heard me say it before, but if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll keep getting what you always got. If you want something different in life, you've got to do something different in life. And that requires us to take risks. We say it all the time, you've got to get comfortable being Uncomfortable. You gotta get comfortable being uncomfortable. So there's some things that we can do for that to take aggressive action. And, and one of the things that you can do on, on this, you can just you can implement this in, in your life tomorrow. You can, you can do something that you don't like every day. You can implement that tomorrow. Do one thing tomorrow. You don't like, you don't like to, if you don't like to stretch, wake up tomorrow morning and stretch. If you don't like to drink your health drink because it tastes nasty, get up tomorrow, drink down your health drink. Why? Because you can do something that you don't want to do every day. Do something hard every day. Whatever that is for you, we're all different. But we can all do something that's hard for us every day. Why do you want to do something that's difficult for you every day? Because it's good for you, because demanding experiences make us stronger. You know, people are just like rubber bands. We're the most useful when we're being stretched. And the more more we're being stretched, the more useful we are going to be. And that's what hard things do for us. That's what difficult things do for us. They stretch us, and when they stretch us, we get more useful and more productive, and we become better. This quote by Jim Rohn says this, If you are not willing to risk the unusual, you you will have to settle for the ordinary. If you are not willing to risk the unusual then you will have to settle for the ordinary. I don't want to have to settle for the ordinary. I want to take aggressive action in my life. I want to take risks. I don't want to get so comfortable uh, in my life that I'm not willing to step beyond my comfort zone. I don't want to come to the edge of my destiny, standing on, on the bank of the Jordan River, looking over at my promised land and say, no, I'll just settle for what's ordinary. I'll just settle for what's comfortable because I haven't learned what it is to take aggressive action in my life. Aggressive action will cause you to expand your capacity. And here's the last thing that will help you expand capacity, and that is personal accountability. Personal accountability. First thing you ought to do is you ought to be accountable to yourself. That takes self-discipline. If you are a, 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 a person who is wired for self-discipline, then then this will help you. If you are not wired for self-discipline, what I'm about to say will help you. It's not just about being accountable to yourself. Make yourself accountable to others. Don't just be accountable to yourself. Make yourself accountable to others. We're talking about how do I expand my capacity? I've got to make myself accountable to others. Invite input. Ask for honest feedback. Here's the reason why, because we all have blind spots. We all have things in our life that we can't see. It's amazing that they're so obvious to everybody else, but we can't see them. It's so obvious to our spouse, it's so obvious to our best friend, it's so obvious to our coworkers. And we live with ourselves every day. And although we live with ourselves every day, we just can't see it. It is a blind spot. But how many of you know if a car is in your blind spot, it's trouble. Because you can't see it and then you try to get over and the next thing you know boom there's a collision well the blind spots in your life are dangerous as well B- because whenever we don't see something that's potentially harmful we don't understand that the, the negative impact that that's having but we could just have somebody say hey you might not know this but when you talk to people And you keep looking over their shoulder over here and over here and over here. They're not feeling very valued in that conversation. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I was doing that. Whenever you are in a conversation and you're just looking down at your phone and you're just messing around and looking and somebody's talking to you, I'm. They're not feeling like they're really being listened to right now. And you're like, oh, I had no idea why, because it's a blind spot. If you knew that that's the way you were making people feel, you wouldn't do it, but you've just developed a habit over your life. And it's something that you do, and you don't even know what it's creating in the hearts of other people. But if you just ask for input, get a little feedback, invite a little personal accountability into your life, it's amazing what you can learn. This is what accountability does. Accountability helps me assume responsibility for expanding my capacity. Accountability helps me assume responsibility for expanding my capacity because here's what I can do. I I can be a professional excuse maker when I'm with myself. I can justify my laziness. I mean, I can come up with answers that are so convincing. Um, I will start shouting amen at myself because of my (laughs) justification of my excuses. And my reasoning is so perfect and so good. I'm like, oh man, there is no way we could have gone to the gym today. I feel great about my decision not to exercise today. I mean, I can justify anything and convince myself, but I couldn't convince somebody else. Somebody will look at me and be like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) That's why I invite accountability, because here's here's the reason. I want to expand my capacity. It's my heart's desire, but I know myself too well. I will continue to make excuses. And I will continue to justify my behavior and justify my actions and justify my laziness and justify my attitude and justify my mood. I know me too well. And so if I'm going to expand my capacity, there must be personal accountability. And when I invite accountability in my life, I am now assuming responsibility for what I told you was important to me. Expanding my capacity is important to me, and I need you to hold me accountable so that I can get where I want to go. See, personal accountability will help you become the person that you say you want to be. Philip, you can come up here and get on the keys. We're wrapping up. Here's what I know about each and every one of us tonight. That is that we all have a gap. We all have a gap between where we are and where we want to be. We all have a gap in our lives right now. Between where we are in this moment and where God is calling us to. We we all have a gap. And we will always have that gap for the rest of our lives. Because God is going to be consistently and constantly enlarging your territory. God's going to be continually enlarging what he wants you to walk in. Why? Because that is the very character of God. God is giving more and more and more he's he's enlarging the territory he's enlarging your future and so there's always going to be a gap i'm here today i'm stepping into my into my future i'm living in this future god's enlarging a new future now there's a gap i'm stepping into that future god's doing a work in me things are things are breaking off of me things are growing on the inside of me god expands my future here and i get to step into this and it just happens over and over and over again there's always a gap. There's always a gap between where I am and where God is calling me to. And as God's creating that plan for my life and He's enlarging that future, I've got to be expanding right now in this moment so that I can step into what He has. And as as I, as I begin to expand in my capacity, I can step into the, to, to the, the future that he has for me. And we can do that over and over and over and over and over again. See, because every gap in your life will require the exact same thing. Every time you come up to that place, that gap between where you are and where God is calling you to be, There are things that you need to get from here to there. And that gap is always filled with the growth mindset. It's always filled with aggressive action. And it's always filled with personal accountability. We will always have a gap, but that gap will always be filled by the same things. Listen, your personal growth says, I can do it. That's where that growth mindset comes in and says, I can do it. I I, I see the gap, but I can do it. I see the gap, but we can take it. I see the gap, but I can overcome it. I see the gap, but I've got a growth mindset that says I am going to conquer this in my life. I know it. I believe it. It's in my mind. And then your aggressive action says, let's go for it. My mindset says we can do it. My aggressive action says let's go for it. Let's don't delay. Let's be like Joshua and Caleb. Let's go for it right now. Let's pick up our sword. Let's pick up our shield. Let's don't wait till tomorrow. Let's don't wait till next week. Let's don't talk about it for another month. Let's go right now. God will give us the victory. Let's take a risk right now. Some aggressive action. See, then you get in that gap and you say, my growth mindset says I can do it. My aggressive action says let's go for it. And then my personal accountability says hold me to it. I know I I can do it. Let's go for it. Hold me to it. See, we all have a gap. But when you fill those gaps with the right things, what you will experience all of your life is you will step into everything that God has for you again and again and again and again because there's just gap fillers. When you fill your gap with those three things, guess what? Your your capacity is going to expand. And when your capacity expands, your future will always enlarge. When your capacity expands, your future will always enlarge because that's what God is doing. So when we do what we need to do, get our mind right, get our action right, get our accountability right, I can do it. Let's go for it. Hold me to it. I can fill every gap in my life and I can move into everything that God has in store for me. Come on, will you stand with me tonight? Why don't you bow your heads just for a moment? God has a plan, His plan is to give you a future and hope. It's a good future and it's a good hope. That's His plan, that's His design. That's who God is. God's wanting to enlarge your future. But for us to step into the future that God has, we have to make sure in this year of expansion that we are expanding our capacity. Maybe right now you know that that gap is real, that, that gap between where you are and where you want to go, that gap between where you are what God's calling you to, that gap, it's, it's always there. It's always there in all of our lives. You say, Philip, I, I'm missing a few of the gap fillers. Maybe you're missing one. Maybe you're missing two. Maybe you're missing all three. Maybe you say, man, I've been, I've been standing at the door of my destiny. I, I've, been, I've been too afraid to move forward uh, my mind is still filled with all of the negativity of my past and all the shame and the condemnation. And, and, and every time I, I get there, I, I don't even think I can. I think, how could I ever? I think, why would I ever? I think, how would they let me? I, I, I begin to think all of these things. And my mindset is not a growth mindset. You be say, but tonight I'm ready to fill my gap with a growth mindset. Maybe you got the mindset that says, I can do it, but you don't have the aggressive action that says, let's go for it. Hi, let's don't wait another day. Let's don't go over the plans anymore. Let's just move. Let's produce. Let's do something. Maybe your gap, your gap is missing aggressive action tonight. And you say, I'm, I'm ready to take action tonight to take a risk tonight to get out of my comfort zone I'm ready to move tonight or maybe you you got the right mindset and you got that aggressive action but you're missing that personal accountability piece and there's no real sustained success because that's what accountability will give you it'll give you sustained success not just success in a season, but sustained success season after season, year after year. Say, I'm missing that personal accountability. I need personal accountability in my life so that I will assume responsibility, so that I will stop lying to myself and tricking myself and justifying myself to myself. I need some personal accountability. I need somebody to hold me to it so that I can close the gap in my life so that I can move into what God has in store for me. If that's you tonight, you say, man, I need that growth mindset. I need that aggressive action. I need that personal accountability. I'm ready to fill the gap to go from where I am to where God's calling me to go. Come on, if that's you, just slip your hand up right there where you are tonight. Just slip your hand up. It's just a sign that God said, God, I hear what you're saying to me. God, I'm receiving what you're saying to me tonight. God, I, 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 I hear it. I receive it. God, I'm ready to fill the gap with the right things. I I don't want negativity in my gap. I don't want doubt in my gap. I don't want fear in my gap. I don't want worry and anxiety and greed and laziness in my gap. No, in my gap, I want a growth mindset, aggressive action, and personal accountability so that I can cross over that gap into the future that you have in store for me. Father, I pray right now for each and every person that lifted their hand, said I'm believing tonight God is going to help me close the gap so that I can expand my capacity so that I can step into the vastness of the future that He has in store for me. Father, I pray, give us that growth mindset. Give us that aggressive action to take some risk and give us that personal accountability where we invite people in to hold us to it because it's so important that we arrive at it. Father, we thank you for it tonight. We give you praise, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Come on, if you believe it, put your hands together. Give God some thanks tonight. Amen. Community Church, we believe in creating Christ-centered, culture-changing community through the message of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like more information, you can visit our website at ncc.team or follow us on any social media platform at CC North Point.